0: I'm Rachel Hampton. And I'm
1: Candace Lim. And you're listening to ICYMI, In case you missed it, Slate's podcast about internet culture. And oof, there has been a lot of culture this week. And by that, I mean reality TV
0: culture. I mean, that's the only culture that matters if you're a true savant like we are. But where do we begin?
1: Okay, let's start with like the most recent news, Breaking Breaking. It looks like two Summer House people, Lindsay Hubbard and Carl Radke, canceled their wedding.
0: Okay, so this is not my ministry, but is this another scandal situation? Because I did tap in for that one.
1: I'm not sure because I don't know if there was like a Raquel slash Rachel in this situation, but it looks like they were supposed to get married in November. And he, Carl, said he couldn't move forward with the wedding. And let me guess, were the cameras up? Oh, the cameras were up. They were rolling. And we are going to find out more on the next season of Summer House. (laughs) Uh, But let's talk about a season of a show that has actually aired, which was this latest season of The Bachelorette. Okay. Rachel, behind the scenes, you have been hard at work revitalizing this dying franchise. Mm -hmm. And I have to say, you've actually done some really good work because is it true that you think this is the best season of The Bachelorette ever?
0: It is definitely the best season of The Bachelorette in recent memory. I will say that. The franchise was dying. She was on her last legs. She Mm. was a dinosaur looking up at that asteroid thinking, you know what? (laughs) Take me out. But she really came back. And I think it's largely for a few reasons. One, Mike Fleiss, the creator and, I guess, god of the Bachelor franchise, um, left. Thank God. Mm -hmm. And they really kind of went back to basics with this season. They were like, what if a man and a woman... Fell in love and we watched it on our television screens and. The thing is, the formula works for a reason. They had just enough bullshit at the beginning to make you interested until you could pick who the final four were. Importantly, the first time in Bachelorette history, three of the final four were dark-skinned Black men. So we were getting a Black love story because Charity is a Black woman. She is beautiful. She is a pageant queen. She is so sweet, so Southern, so Bachelorette. But the drama this season of the last few episodes was the drama of a real relationship. You know when you're watching television and you're like, this is not manufactured producer BS. This is actually two people having a very raw breakup. And I'm eating it up. <laughs> I'm so glad I'm witnessing this conversation that really should be for two people and two people only. Because right. that is the dream of reality television. It's just... It was perfect. Okay.
1: and. Now we kind of get to, like, the final rose ceremony. By the way,
0: did this take place on a beach, a cliff, a desert? Where are we? We were in Fiji. Um, It was a phenomenal proposal. So, obviously, we get down to two guys, Joey and Dodden. Dodden is a, like, 6'5 Nigerian king. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And Joey is a (laughs) sweet-faced... midwestern boy who might not be from the midwest but spiritually is from the midwest and the thing is from the middle of the season it was pretty clear don was gonna win Ooh. but it was also clear that charity loved joey and that yeah. joey loved charity and so it wasn't an end where, theoretically, we were all going to be jumping for joy. Obviously, we were because Charity and Dodden look so in love. But we also watched Joey's heart get broken on national television, which is, I'm sorry to say, delicious. <laughs> oh. But in true Bachelor franchise fashion, Joey's heartbreak led to his love story because he's going to be the next Bachelor. And so the last thing you see is Joey heartbroken on a beach telling Charity how much he respects her, how glad he is to be a part of her love story, how he's just happy that she's happy even as he's sobbing in the back of a car. And then we pan to the live after the final rose ceremony and Joey has gotten that Bachelor makeover. (laughs) His hair looks so good. Candace, I screamed when I saw him on screen. Cause the thing about Joey on the show is that he looked good. Right. But his hair was a little wonky, I'm not gonna lie. And somebody in production was like, baby, we gotta, we gotta trim those sides. We gotta get you some nice curl cream. And he looked so good. It mm-hmm. was crazy, but he also looked so good and so heartbroken. But so hopeful for the future of dating 25 women. It was just chess kiss. And then Charity and Don are so in love. And now Charity is going to be on Dancing with the Stars. (gasps) Oh, my God. I know. Wow. I know. It was just a perfect season. It was everything that The Bachelor tells you it's going to be. And the fact that it happened with two dark-skinned Black people winning at life and at love. And we're getting, you know, our little milk-with-toast white man as the lead (laughs) of The Bachelor. Really does feel like an urtext of The Bachelor franchise. It is just, it's perfect.
1: Wow. And I liked Joey as well. He's a tennis pro who, like, lives in Hawaii, which is kind of Mm -hmm. amazing. I mean, Rachel, I don't know if you're allowed to say, but are you going to be on Joey's season of The Bachelor?
0: I can't say at this moment. I signed an NDA. NDA, NDA.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Well, whether or not you are going to be on that season, I have to say I'm really glad that Bachelor Nation is like going in this direction because I think they're going to have a really strong year. Ladies and gentlemen, we finally have the golden Bachelor contestant bios. Woo.
0: Woo. I'm so excited for this. I was skeptical. Yeah. No, you
1: absolutely should be. And the thing is, like, you know, we have now access to the photos, the bios, the fun facts of these 22 wonderful ladies who will be hanging out in the Bachelor mansion for Gary. But first off, Rachel, are you going to watch The Golden Bachelor this
0: season? Of course I am. I was watching The Bachelor when it was shit. (laughs) (laughs) Like, that's, how I, that's how I know charity season is good is because I was watching it when it was absolute shit. Of course I'm going to watch The Golden Bachelor. This man is a widow. We are going to see some sad shit and I'm ready for it. Okay, honest question. Do you think we're going to get like
1: shots of him coming out of the beach shirtless? Do you think that's the vibe?
0: Oh, that's such a good question. Yeah, I don't know what the thirsty element of this is going to be because they're always like the lead is so hot and usually the lead is under the age of 30. I mean, the thing about Gary is that he looks great. He's mm-hmm. in his mid to early 70s and man, my man looks 50 at best. Like, he's <laughs> aging well.
1: hundred percent. And here's the thing, we both perused the contestants. Uh, first of all, Matt James. Do you remember him? He was the first black bachelor. He also mm-hmm. chose a girl who had posted IG photos of herself at an antebellum plantation-themed frat formal. Remember them? They're still <sighs> together, by the way. Oh, yeah. That Matt mm-hmm. James.
0: His mother is going to be on The Golden Bachelor. Isn't that crazy? Candace, when you told me this news yesterday, I literally said stop lying for multiple <laughs> minutes. It wasn't even a subtle oh my god I was like you're lying to me right now there's no way there's literally no way because that's crazy there's no way they're doing this of course they're fucking doing this Matt James' season was I'm not gonna say the beginning of the end of The Bachelor but it was definitely part of the denouement and so of course Mm. they had to bring back something from their tragic past for this beautiful delectable delight of a season they're gonna give us but we already know who our least favorite is I already know who my least favorite is (laughs) I'm sorry to that woman. But do we have favorites? (laughs) Do we have anyone we're rooting for?
1: Well, and by the way, we're just going off vibes and vibes, guys. Okay. So Mm -hmm. I will have to say up front, I'm loving Kathy. Okay. Because on Mm -hmm. Kathy's Bachelor bio, it says she is obsessed, all caps, with Christmas. And like, same. So that is definitely me representation. What about you, though, Rachel?
0: I feel like that makes a lot of sense because... I feel like she also probably loves Bath and Body Works. Oh yeah. <laughs> um, for me, I love Sandra. Sandra's bio says that she loves thrift shopping. And I feel like me and Sandra have some things in common. We're both black women. We both obviously believe in love. Um, spiritually, I feel like I've been in my 70s since I hit puberty <laughs> because that's when my knees started going. I'm not even joking. I had my first physical therapy appointment from my knees when I was about 14. So, you know, we're both in this together. But most importantly, we love shopping. I will say, though, my shopping addiction recently has been curtailed um, both by the economy and my own sense of fear of overconsumption ruining the planet. But also, it has been curtailed by how much TikTok has annoyed me lately with one of the features they've introduced that has made me take a cold, hard look at myself and think, you can't be a part of this. That feature, that features TikTok Shop. TikTok Shop is TikTok's answer to Instagram ads, except shittier. And I know a lot of people hate Instagram ads. I personally love them. They know me really well. But TikTok Shop is You know what it sounds like. It's a shopping integration that allows you to buy everything from $3 scoops of crystals to $1,000 furniture, all without leaving the comfort of the TikTok app. Um, It's, I'm going to be honest, it's horrific.
1: It sounds like QVC, but for Gen Z.
0: (laughs) It's like that. But imagine if QVC colonized every other channel on cable. So, that people you used to watch for like cooking content or makeup content or cleaning content are suddenly now offering you 20% off of a scrub daddy in every single <laughs> video. <laughs> I first encountered TikTok Shop around mid-June when I think it was still in beta testing. So not everyone had access to it. So the people I saw using it were primarily small business owners who were suddenly seeing these huge influx of orders because of the ease of TikTok Shop. Because before TikTok Shop, products would go viral on the app all the time. And we've talked about that. But if you wanted to buy them, you would have to go through a huge amount of effort. Meaning you had to click on a link in a bio and then exit the app. With TikTok Shop, all you have to do is click a little link right in the video, put in your credit card number. Who has access to that? I don't know. And then you're set. So to give you kind of a vibe of TikTok Shop, I will show you the first video I'm pretty sure I saw about this, which comes from Fuzzy Loon Designs. And just to give you a visual description here, the small business sells like those reusable canteen type cups and mugs with words on them. So in this video, they're selling these like Father's Day cups that say, Father, hardworking funny, hero on them. And here's a video they posted that currently has 9.9 million views. I've heard horror stories from other small businesses about how TikTok shop works, and I'm worried that we're gonna hurt ourselves with it, but it'll be a good experiment. Hopefully somebody buys one and I can test out how it works before we add more products. Now, as a buyer's perspective, I bought something off TikTok shop and absolutely thought it was the coolest experience ever. Super seamless and super easy to order.
1: And I think the comments here are really instructive. Some of the top ones are, Man, how do I even find the TikTok shop? And I keep hearing about this TikTok shop. Is
0: this a real thing? And zero sold. Wait, you can see how many are sold. You can. But before we move on to that, I like to say I love your impression of a TikTok commenter. Um, Thank you so much. <laughs> Yeah. So when you click on a TikTok shop link, it'll tell you how many of a product have been sold through that link, which means that for a lot of the early TikTok shop experience, it was literally just people trolling and saying R.I.P. zero sold. Oh, okay.
1: And did this little small business, Fuzzy Loon Designs, did they really sell zero of
0: these? I'll let them tell you. As most of you saw, that video completely blew up. And as of last time checking, we've had over 700 sales on TikTok shop. The majority of those came in within the first 48 hours. And since we really weren't familiar with the platform, I felt very overwhelmed.
1: Oh, my God. 700 orders in less than 48 hours. That's wild.
0: That's wild. And the follow-up video that we just played went up when the original video had about half the views that it does now. Mm. So it's pretty safe to say they've definitely gotten more orders since then, which seems like a positive thing, right? We support small businesses, but as a non-small business owner, I feel like receiving that volume of orders in such a short amount of time feels very overwhelming. And importantly, Fuzzy Loom Design says that TikTok shop requires you to ship out each order within three days of receiving the order, which seems wild if you've received 700 orders in 48 hours.
1: And also at the end of the video that we just played, there's this visual of their label printer printing out all of their TikTok shop orders. And it's like nonstop. It literally reminded me of the bear and that really stressful episode with the chit printer where they just keep getting orders and it's overwhelming, intense and stressful and ah, yelling, chef, Carby. I just can't imagine dealing with that as just like some small business owner on TikTok shop. I also can't imagine they're the only ones who are dealing with
0: that. They aren't, but the thing is, Fuzzy Loon still recommends using TikTok shop to small business owners because I mean, They say in the video, listen, it's 700 orders I wouldn't have had before, which is objectively true. And if you're willing to deal with the insane turnaround time, then I guess to each their own. But the biggest issue with TikTok Shop is not any of this logistics shit. Because, again, I'm not a small business owner. I barely pass economics. I am here as a consumer. And as a consumer, I'm pissed off because TikTok shop rolled out to more people, not people who just had small businesses, but just literally anybody. And at that moment, it became clear, not only that you could sell your own wares in TikTok shop. So if you were a creator of something, you could sell something, but you could sell other people's stuff, which means that, you know, say a bodysuit or tank top, or a makeup product is going viral on TikTok, you can buy said product, do your own try-on video saying how phenomenal it is, how much it changed your life, put it in your TikTok shop, and make money from it. This has, of course, rather predictably turned the app into a giant ad where... Truly, every other video features someone trying to sell me something. As one user wrote, the TikTok shop has literally made this app into one big ad. You think you're watching TikTok? Wrong. You're watching someone market their dropshipping product.
1: Here's another user sounding the alarm on what TikTok shop would do to the app as early as late May.
0: TikTok was recommending the shop post
1: every other video on my For You page. Like when I was scrolling, it would just go
0: ad, shop post ad shop posts normal tiktok actually just to be instructive of how widespread this is i'm gonna open tiktok right now and see how many videos it takes for me to be served a tiktok shop ad i'm gonna hold my phone up for accountability all right so here's one video (laughs) non-tiktok shop non-tiktok shop and hello (gasps) tiktok shop i'm not even joking three videos oh my god and what's the product She's selling mid rise straight leg jeans. Oh my and God. A cardigan. It is just completely inverted the concept of influencing, which is a concept most people already hate. Like at its best, though, influencers are people whose taste you grew to trust because you grew to trust them over time. And thus you trusted their product recommendations. But TikTok Shop basically inverts that process. So it front loads the product recommendation so that people like this woman selling me a cardigan are selling me products when I don't know who they are. So why do I know that they're going to tell me that this is worth money? Like, how do I trust them? I hate it, Candice. I already (laughs) have trust issues.
1: (laughs) And you're not the only one because we reached out to Lakin Carlton, who you last heard on the show, talking about that infamous Shein Factory tour. And Lakin is just as disgusted with TikTok Shop as Rachel is. After a short break, we'll be back with Lakin talking all about TikTok Shop. Hey, listeners. Hope you're enjoying today's show. If this is your first time listening, then welcome. We are thrilled to have you here. In case you missed it, our show comes out twice a week on Wednesdays and Saturdays. So make sure you never miss an episode like this past Wednesdays on horny hockey book talk and the state of internet thirst.
2: Price and coverage match limited by state law.
0: And we're back with Laken Carlton, a sustainable personal stylist and a fashion educator. She has been quoted in publications like Business of Fashion, Harper's Bazaar, The Washington Post, and here on ICYMI. Welcome back, Laken. Thank you for having me again. So when we sent you this email, you responded, I can't believe you guys read my mind, which made me feel like we're really, we're really synergizing here.
3: (laughs) We are in sync.
0: The thing we are in sync about is I think our mutual dislike of the newest feature on TikTok, which is TikTok Shop, which launched late this summer, though somehow at this point, it's so ubiquitous that it feels like it's been there forever. Before we get into our I'm assuming many grievances. Let's start off with what was your first impression of TikTok shop, Lakin?
3: It's all the same crap. It's, but now you're so incentivized to like sell whatever. Um, I don't know if you guys watch swell entertainment on youtube but she just did a video about it and it's exactly what i thought it was they're sending out codes to get creators to just buy stuff and then put it in their little storefront like it is just like like i said it's qvc it's plus an amazon storefront plus influencer culture it is all the worst things about social media in one.
1: Oh man It's so funny because the only reason I know about this is that Rachel showed it to me and it was just like some random girly that we both didn't know. There was like a little orange box in the corner and it said like 2,000 people have bought this, 2001 people have bought this. And I was like, this is QVC culture. But like also I remember as a kid, people trying to make me like buy magazines off the TV being like, if you call now, you get like a free one. And so I feel like there's also this like hyper competitive Mindset to it that's also driving it. Now, we did a little debrief about TikTok Shop up top, but if you had to explain to someone who's never been on TikTok how this looks, how this works, I mean, how would you say it's different from, let's say, like shopping and the way it's integrated on Instagram now?
3: Basically, what TikTok Shop has done is make every other post because they are pushing these posts like. Algorithmically, um, it's made every other post the most disingenuous commercial. <laughs> every other video, it's like, oh my god, guys, I just got this amazing lip gloss and it has changed my life. And then in the little corner, it's like, buy it, like it's only like $2. And you like click on it and it opens up into the scamiest looking, like product page. It looks like a scam. I know it's not a scam. People get their things. I have, full disclosure, ordered one thing from TikTok shop, but it was (laughs) more on that later. Um, But... It opens up, it's just like this blinding white background, no kind of design or anything. Just like, here's the thing, you wanna buy it? Apple Pay. And it's like, it's so easy, it's so quick. I feel like it's like a mall kiosk where like all the stuff is just right there. And it's like, hey, do you wanna come buy this? Do you wanna, do you want me to straighten your hair? Do you want this? Do you want to moisturize your hands and it's just like oh my god this is so overwhelming but like sure like just leave me alone
0: describing it as a mall kiosk is so smart because i think the thing that gets me about tiktok shop there are many other issues that we will get into but the thing that gets me about tiktok shop is that as an app-based experience it is so ugly it is such bad UX, not only when you're watching these videos of, you know, a girly doing her skincare routine and oops, you can get 20% off her little ice tool that she uses on her face, Not only does that little orange box take up the lower third of an entire video, but then you
3: click on the thing and yeah, it is like an HTML website. (laughs) (laughs) It's very GeoCities. It feels like (laughs) nothing went into it except let's make it as easy to see it, as easy to get the discount and as easy to pay. And I mean, obviously it's working, but I don't like it. I don't like it either.
0: I can't even pretend to be neutral about it. I have gotten to the point where I just skip videos as soon as I see the little thing on it. I feel like that is the opposite reaction that these little eligible for commission stickers are supposed to be doing for it. And I guess I'm wondering, TikTok on some level has always felt like a giant ad to me. Someone has always been selling me something. Even before TikTok shop, if I was watching someone do a skincare or makeup routine, I knew they were going to be like, Go to my Amazon storefront and you can buy this moisturizer or this makeup thing. But somehow, something about the obviousness of TikTok shop just feels different to me than even Instagram ads, which I'm not going to lie, I'm kind of fond of. They've really gotten me down.
3: I've bought some things from Instagram ads. I feel like they get me, like, it's usually from the brand themselves. Like, oh, I can go to your page and I can see, oh, like you really have been doing this stuff for a while. It looks good. Whereas on TikTok, it's like, I've used this forever. And it's like, no, you haven't. And you're lying to me right now. And you're just kind of doing this ad in the hopes of selling something and getting like $2 per item. And that's even sadder to me. Like We have this entire generation of people who are centering their entire online presence around The idea of selling something and maybe getting a cut.
1: Yeah. And so much of the coverage around TikTok Shop is saying how incredible it is for small businesses. And that might be true. I mean, you know, the hashtag TikTok Made Me Buy It has... 67 billion views and it's growing and then you have tiktok releasing stats saying stuff like 92 percent of tiktok users take action after seeing a product on the app or 90 percent are satisfied with their experience buying products they see on the app now we here in this room we're smarter than that do we trust these numbers probably not Probably not. But I think what we do trust is something that we saw you tweet earlier in August. Uh, You wrote, quote, I've now seen over a dozen small business owners talk about how TikTok shop is detrimental to their business due to their three day shipping requirement, hidden fees and payouts that take as long as 30 days. And. This kind of reminds me of like the requirements it takes to become like a star seller on Etsy, you know, requirements, which are apparently much easier to meet if you're a drop shipper. So Lakin, what are kind of your thoughts about the whole small business side of TikTok shop?
3: I think the problem is, and I have my own thoughts about small businesses and the barrier to entry and all and what we're calling it. But I think the problem is lumping all these Small businesses together because it may be great for the small, like the person that buys things in bulk. I won't necessarily say just drop shippers, but you know, there's people who I've seen this girl who sells like scoops of lip glosses. Like maybe it's fine for them, but people who are actually creating things, who are actually, you know, making things by hand, obviously it's not going to work for them because. Nobody can turn something around in three days. And then the alternative is what? You make a bunch ahead of time and and hope that they sell. But then it's like, okay, what if they don't? I think we need to be a little more honest about what constitutes these small businesses that are being helped by this. It's just like, you know, fulfilled by Amazon, like... Even some of the small businesses on there, they're drop shippers or they're buying a bunch of stuff in bulk and selling it. So dropshipping is basically you list a product, somebody buys it, and whoever manufactures that product is the one that ships it to them. You don't keep any inventory. Nine times out of 10, you've never even seen or used the product. Sometimes it might be branded because you can pay extra for that. But nine times out of 10, it is just something being shipped directly from some factory in China made in some factory in China. I mean, it's a quick and easy way to start a business. It's certainly a small business, but it's not something that is necessarily ethical, maybe.
0: I think it's a really good point you're making about what we actually mean when we say small businesses, not least because I've seen some... I'll call them entrepreneurs. Get into the small business game once TikTok shop started, for example. I think the ones I've seen the most are people making little like coffee tumblers, but printing photos of like living single around them and saying, oh, 90s black sitcom travel
3: mug. The cup business, the tumbler business I don't get it. I have a reusable bottle. I feel like everybody should. Using water bottles constantly is wasteful, especially if you have access to clean drinking water, because that was something people constantly brought up. What if they don't have access to clean drinking water, but they have $50, $40 cups? Okay.
1: I think part of the reason why these cups are not only somehow so gettable, but so easy to access is because TikTok shop's whole thing is that you never have to leave the app to pay right like you never have to get out of that little window there is no friction between you and just giving your money to someone who may or may not be real
0: and we're gonna dive into that darker side of tiktok shop so after a short break we'll be asking lakin who's getting shortchanged when you buy something from tiktok in 2007 Split screen Kid Nation, a six part podcast from CBC available now. And we're back with Laken Carlton to talk about the dystopian mall kiosk in our phones, TikTok shop.
1: I've been reading some stuff, especially on Washington Post, about how a lot of these people will order stuff on TikTok shop. The product will never come. It'll be months and months and months. And it's like, oh, my God, like, who did I give this up to because they don't like verify they
3: don't do background checks even worse than that there are businesses businesses in quotes that will take videos from actual creators actual like slow fashion and hand makers and they will use that video and say we're selling this dress and it's not the dress in the video at all and nobody knows where the original video came from so they're buying this beautiful handmade thing that's being shown in the video and they're getting whatever mass-produced crap they decide to send you for your you know eight dollars that you spent there's this brand aim studios she designs the most gorgeous simple but sexy very well constructed dresses a lot of them have these like corset setbacks where you can tighten them of course tiktok loves that the first time I saw videos being stolen and used to sell knockoff products was her brand, which sucks because this is like a small brand who's committed to ethical labor and sustainability and making quality garments. And it's just like, now people are going to see it, see videos in that style or see the models or see even the designer and think, no, they're a scam. They're shitty. They make shitty products. And it, ultimately affects them and their bottom line and their image and their brand. And it's just so, I mean, like I can see in some realm of thinking that like, oh, it's not a big deal. The people who will find the brand will find it, but that's not true of independent fashion brands. That's just not Especially in a climate where people are like twenty dollars for a hand knit sweater is too much. That I mean, businesses are failing and businesses are disappearing all the time because of the way that clothes are treated, and this just adds to that. And it's it's terrible.
0: There are, we talked about how Instagram ads and shopping on Instagram feels like much different, and I think it's partially because you know that you're buying from a brand, you know that you're you can go to their page and see what they're buying. Meanwhile, TikTok has given the little shop element to anybody with an account. And that feels bad. That feels like not great. And that feels like the first time this has ever really happened on an app, a social media app like this. And I'm wondering if you think there's a way they could have rolled out TikTok shop in a way that felt less heinous.
3: Well, I think the way that Instagram does things is great. You have to have your account set up as a brand. You have to get approved. Even something as simple as that, you have to be established in some way. It's not just, you know, the influencers that are selling things for you. There's no affiliate situation. Most of the money goes to the brand with Instagram's cut, not going to somebody else and then getting a cut. And then it's just, it's, it's exclusive to the brands. And I think if it had been something like that, if they had let creators that make things register in a certain way and, and establish as like a business account and then given them the ability to sell their own items, I think it'd be fine. But that's not what they did because that wouldn't make enough money. Facebook has a lot of money. Instagram has a lot of money. TikTok is still, I think, scrambling to be, more profitable and that means they're gonna throw stuff at the wall and it's gonna stick in that it makes them money but it's not gonna help literally anybody else
0: i mean including i feel like influencers i feel like the tiktok shop has just made me trust influencers so much less than i already did and my trust levels were already rock bottom when it came to content creators (laughs) on the ground but now (laughs) Truly, I will never watch anyone do a skincare or makeup routine if it has a little TikTok shop thing, because I'm just like, you're not, I don't believe anything that you're telling me. Like, you're going to get a cut if I buy, you know, this kimchi makeup thing.
3: The reason that influencers came about is because they were people that we trusted. And they were saying, hey, this is something that I used to do this. And it's like, oh, I'm going to buy that. I'm usually going to cut because I bought it because of you. Now... I mean, like I said earlier, it's backwards. People are trying to sell these things, hoping that they'll make some money rather than it being anything organic, rather than them even building any trust. There's people, you can have like a thousand followers and start a shop. There's no trust built in. There's no brand. There's no other content that tells me who you are as a person. It's just, I'm here to sell things. I'm here to make money, buy it. And I mean, it's working for some people, but you know, to what end? Blaken, before you blocked people who were trying
1: to peddle you stuff on TikTok shop, what was the item you bought via TikTok shop?
3: So, what I bought actually have it right here it is a zine. Oh, um, art. Okay. Exactly. It's a zine about how to develop a sewing brain. And I care a lot about teaching about clothing construction and everything. If you don't follow fashion from scratch, fashion from scratch.com is my new newsletter, all about making clothes. I wanted to get kind of a, cause I've been sewing since I was like 10, I've been sewing for 20 years. I wanted to get kind of how to get started perspective so that I could maybe better, um, inform people about it. This creator sells a lot of other zines on and patterns and things on their website. So I actually do plan on making other purchases, but that's it. There's no more TikTok shop in my future. Would you say
0: TikTok shop is spiritually better or worse than the Amazon storefront influencers?
3: So I mentioned earlier Swell Entertainment's video. She talked about how, because she is a creator on TikTok as well, As YouTube, she talked about how when when TikTok was like, you're eligible for TikTok shop, it kind of just like put some products on her page that she hadn't picked or used or anything. And I think that is with the added aspect of TikTok pushing it so much and being so profitable. I think that makes it worse because Amazon doesn't feed your storefront to other people. I don't think. I don't just randomly stumble across Amazon storefronts while I'm like trying to watch a video about trains. It's not like interrupting like my vibes. Like I'm trying to like learn and here comes some some girly pop who's like these random $50 headphones are the best headphones in the world. So yeah, it's worse.
0: Alright, that's the show. We'll be back in your feed on Wednesday, so please subscribe. It's the best way to never miss an episode. Please leave a five-star rating and review in Apple or Spotify and tell your friends about us. You can follow us on Twitter at IcyYMI underscore pod, which is where you can us your questions like, why is every other video on TikTok an ad now? And you can also always drop us a note at IcyYMI at Slate.com.
1: ICYMI is produced by Sierra Spragley, Ricks, Rachel Hampton, and me, Candace Lim. Daisy Rosario is our senior supervising producer, and Alicia Montgomery is Slate's VP of audio. See you online or on QVC.